very few people really ever want to go deep. People really want to stay on the surface. When you have those kinds of conversations, you have to get below the surface. And it's only when you get below the surface that you can really be fully transparent and honest Mm -hmm. with someone. Mm -hmm. And that's when you would say, hey, you know what? I know you don't realize, but you said something to me and it just had me feeling some type of way. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not really over it yet. Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Shades of Strong. I'm Cheryl. Hey Natty, what's up girl? Hey girl, hey. Today we are going to be talking about sisterhood, sister circles, friendships, all of that kind of stuff. What happens when toxicity creeps in and how we can avoid those things. And as always, we want to hear what you think about our topic. So if you would head over to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram at Shades of Strong. Let us know what you think about this episode, all of that good stuff. So you ready, Natty? Let's do this. Yes. Yes, Let's do it. And so here's how I want to start this conversation off because you know I love Oprah, right? Right. So anyway, (laughs) (laughs) Oprah is actually doing, you know, she's always the only person on the cover of her magazine, right? So the next magazine that's coming out, she's going to have her best friend, Gail, on it. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen is the only person. Yeah. Ellen's the only person who has ever graced the cover of Oprah's magazine. And even then, it was Ellen and Oprah. So for the next issue, it's going to be Gail and Oprah. And so Oprah was like, that's amazing, right? Because Oprah's magazine mm-hmm. has been out for quite some time now. And I'm surprised yeah, a long time now. Gail's never been on the front of her magazine. But anyway, she's going to be on there, girl. So yeah. So Oprah is doing like this whole tribute to her. And she's talking about how she and Gail have remained such good friends. And one of the things she talked about was the fact that they are happy within their own lives. And that Mm -hmm. they support each other and they build each other. And then one thing that she said was, she said, and I'm going to read it straight off this paper. She said, the reason our friendship has worked for over 40 years without arguments or fallouts is that we've always been happy with our own lives. And then she says, a true friend can't be jealous of you. And a true friend doesn't want to take advantage of you. And I was like, mm. that, like, like yeah. it seems so simple, but it's powerful because I think as women, we don't realize that oftentimes jealousy will creep in, in our yeah. circles. And, and before you know it, there's this huge divide. We've fallen out, there are disagreements, and then we don't know how to come back together after that. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I know people are always talking about Black females are so catty and always, you instead of building each other up, tearing each other down. And I've witnessed some of that in in my own personal life, so I can definitely relate to it. But I think it's it's definitely a conversation that's worth having. So, Nettie, what has been your experience with friendship, female friendship, Black female friendship? Well, I would have to say, honestly, unfortunately, the majority of the time it's been something very similar for me about, you know, what you were saying about jealousy and there being a lot of 
unspoken like hostility and how do I how do I describe it? I, I'm very grateful that I do have the friends that I do have and but there's it's not like there's a bunch of them, but I actually like it that way because they're they're people that I've known for a very, very long time and we're we have similar personalities and things like that. So a lot of time can go by or whatever and we're not like, oh my gosh, she doesn't want to talk to me or whatever. If when we catch up, we it's like no no time went by at all. But growing up all the way up to like my early adulthood, like even in college, there were lots of times when I thought I had a friendship <laughs> with someone and everything was always cool if it was just me and the other person. But if there were like activities or group things going on or just other people coming around, it was like all of a sudden that my friend was gone. Like I was like invisible. And so a lot of the times there would be, like I said, there would be like things and different activities and stuff. And I'd be the person that wasn't, that wasn't invited or wasn't thought of. And even sometimes somebody else in the group would be like, oh, what about, you know, what about her? Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> you know, it, and it was always like that. <laughs> and it's like, wow, okay. But then if it's just me and the other person, everything's great and we're having this great time. And it's like, oh, wow, you know, we get along great and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, anytime there was at least one other person or, you know, any, at least one other person to like a smaller group of people, it would be very, very weird. It would be awkward. I can think of that happening um, a couple of times when I was very small, a couple of times in elementary school, in once in, in, in junior high, and a couple of times in high school, once in college, and then once even in my, my mid-20s. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what's... Like it, it's happened in as through childhood, teenage, and in my twenties. And every single time something like that happened, I would just always internalize it and be like, "Oh, you know, well, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I'm not th- enough this, or I'm not enough that, or just anything." And I definitely felt, I definitely felt the jealousy if I accomplished something or achieved something because I was a pretty good student. I was a very good student. It wasn't like, hey, I'm happy for you or anything like that. And anything, and then as an adult, anything that I had going on, it wasn't like, yeah, I support you. So just really weird energy. You know what I mean? Like very, very weird. And one of the the last times it happened, um, then I was in my late 20s. Like I had a friend that just completely threw me under the bus in a situation. And and this was someone who cried on my shoulder and like asked me for advice and was always wanting to hang out with me and all kinds of stuff. And then it was just like, wow. So yeah, I don't, I don't really, I've never really been able to make heads or tails of that. I don't really think about it that often anymore, but yeah, I definitely thought, you know, well, I'm, I'm definitely the problem here. I don't, I'm, I'm doing something wrong because this is kind of the dynamic but it just seemed like if I was one-on-one with someone, and not all the time, but just in these instances, everything was fine. But anytime there were more women that came, kind of came into the, into the scene, it was just like, no, we're going to leave someone out in this situation. And, and that person was definitely me. 
It's really that's, strange, that's, right? It's, it's very, it's interesting because I've, I've experienced a similar situation myself, Earl. <laughs> so there, were, there, were, we were, there was like a group of four of us and we all, like, we went out all the time. We would, we would go out together at least once or, or, or twice a month. You know, we would all get together and we would go out and we would have a good time. But suddenly I started being excluded from things. And I was like, I didn't really understand, you know, why it was happening. But I was at that time trying to, I had quit my job and I was, you know, working on growing my coaching business at the time. And I noticed that the dynamic of our friendship started to change as I, you know, really started getting heavy into that. And girl, this is like one time I got this, they accidentally, or, or one of the girls in the, in the, in the, friend, the circle of friends accidentally sent me a text message that I wasn't supposed to be included in. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so what had happened was <laughs> I can Ooh. laugh about it now, girl, but I cry. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah was, totally her daughter wanted all of us to get together and go on this kind of like a mini retreat. And she wanted the four of us to come. And she said, you know, be sure to call to invite Aunt Shirley. She always called me Aunt Shirley. I'm not her aunt, but she called me Aunt Shirley. She said I want her to be there. Well, she screenshotted the message that her daughter sent to her. And she sent it to the other ladies, but she didn't send it to me. And so one of the ladies, so one of the ladies sent the sent the message to a group text message, and she said, "Hey, did y'all get my response on this?" And I was like, "Oh, I didn't get this. My ex sent it, but I didn't get it." And so nobody ever replied after I said I didn't get this. Nobody said, "Hey, you're not invited." Nobody said, "Oh, we meant to invite you." It was just like they replaced me with somebody else. So then I started seeing all these pictures on social media where this other girl was now the new Shirley. And so, yeah, oh, wow. yes, girl, it, I was devastated behind it. I was so, because I didn't know what I had done wrong. Like, why are they right. suddenly excluding me? So I didn't understand. Like, I'm trying to figure out what did I do? Because like a month ago, we were good. But now all of a sudden, you guys are intentionally ex- excluding me. And the sad part is I never asked. Never found out. I never found yeah. out because I didn't, because I'm like, I'm not going to go to them and beg to be their friend. So anyway, right. girl. So yeah, I think this topic is definitely worth us having a conversation about. Now, I've never been in any other friendship circles aside from African-American friendship circles. So I can't say how things happen, you know, in the other circles, but I can say that from my experience, there's, I see a lot of the whole crap in the bucket mentality when it comes mm-hmm. to African-American females. And so, like, I'm not saying it doesn't happen in, in other communities. I feel certain that it does. We just don't hear about it. But you know, just, oh, as, yeah. well, you know just as well as I do, when it happens in our community, the spotlight shines a little brighter. Am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so to, like, take, for instance, take, for instance, um, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. Now you know that oh, yeah. there are other female singers and rappers that that have that have beat, but who whose name are you constantly seeing in the headlines? Cardi B mm-hmm. and Nicki Minaj all the time. Those are the names that that are show, that are showing up. So I think with black females, we have to do a better job with protecting each other. Definitely, definitely wanting to like wanting to protect each other because I feel like a lot of times it's kind of a 
uh, every person for themselves kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I, you know, what you experienced, I, I never experienced something like that as far as being left out of a group text and all of that kind of, but I was part of, you know, I was part of a small group of friends when I was, you know, a, a young adult and, you know, and I know, again, it was kind of like you said, you didn't know anything happened. You didn't know, you didn't know that anything went wrong or whatever, but, you know, I think this was maybe two or three years ago, one of their friends posted uh, a group picture from back in the day when we were all hanging out online and I got tons of likes and everyone's commenting and tagging mm-hmm. everybody and um, da, 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 da. and I saw the picture and I knew that at the time, you know, where they were and what they were doing and just the time frame, I knew that I was around, but I wasn't in the picture and I wasn't there hanging out with them. And I was all, almost always hanging out with at least one or two of them at a time. And so it was just really weird to see, you know? And so I, I totally understand like that sense of devastation that you felt because I felt that same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I also cried. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait, Girl. I'm a grown woman in her 40s. Why is this breaking my heart? But it really broke my heart. It does. And so, yeah, I feel like, you know, if you're not, and I don't know what it takes to be part of the group that doesn't get left behind. I obviously don't know what it takes because I was always the one that would get left behind. <laughs> so I clearly don't know what the formula is, but it just seems like unless you are one of those people that if you're one of those people that's firmly in the group or the circle, everything's cool. And as far as the circle is concerned, it's everybody for herself and then the circle itself is like a unit. So it's the circle mm-hmm. for herself. And if you're not in the circle, we're not protecting you. We're not supporting you. Exactly. You can't sit with us. Exactly. Um, even if you were already sitting with us before. And unfortunately, I've, I've seemed to run up on a lot of clicks, <laughs> all, you know, through my life. Just clicks everywhere. And, and I don't mean just with Black women either, because there have been places where I've been in mostly white circles where I was one of one of the only, if not the only black woman. And I, I've seen it there too. And that also really was, it was very jarring because I was never going to be included in any of those cliques anyway. I wasn't going to be in those circles of friends. I was not going to be a part of that. So, um, because no one was, no one was looking to me to be a part of it. I wasn't being invited to stuff, you know? Unless it was something that was work related, like everyone has to come to this thing. That's but that's a totally different thing. So yeah, it definitely is a. a I feel like it, there's definitely an everyone for themselves kind of thing. Unless you're part of the circle, in absolutely. which case you get protected. And you're absolutely right. We have got to do a better job of just protecting each other, and maybe, you know, this maybe doing away with the whole concept of a circle. Ooh. Either that or really, really widening what a circle looks like. What the circle looks like. So no one is excluded. Excluded. Exactly. I love that. I love that. Because I feel like in the situation that that happened to me, I feel like somebody within that circle should have protected me. They should have said, I was surely not invited. Right. I feel like somebody should have said that. So I think that goes 
you know, kind of goes to the point of you have to be, you have to know the people that you are surrounding yourselves with. And when I say no, I mean, you got to know that these people are true friends, like Gail and Oprah are true friends. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was never, Oprah said there was never any jealousy in their relationship. And I think that's a, a lot of the divide when it comes to friendships is that there is some jealousy and jealousy ends up poisoning that friendship. Yeah. So we have to be careful about the people that we invite into our space. Like, do I really know you? Can I trust you? Do you really support me? Are you going to protect me? We have to mm-hmm. know who these people are because when you don't surround yourself with the right people, that's when the betrayal comes in. That's when the cattiness comes in. That's when the competition and the threats and the gossip. That's when you get two people in the corner talking about the other two people because we are not surrounding ourselves with the right people. So how do you know? How do you know that you know that you know that these are the right people? I think that's something that we need to evaluate. How do we, like the Bible says, try the spirit by the spirit? How do we how yeah. do we try our friends by the friend? Like how do we know that these people are truly our friends? So what are some qualities that we look 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 at when it comes to building solid lifelong friendships like Gail and Oprah friendship? Everybody needs a Gail in their life, right? Everybody needs an right. Oprah in, in their lives, right? So what are right. some qualities that we are going to look for in people? Are, are not girlfriends when it comes to building building solid lifelong friendship? Can we search ourselves and say what makes a good friend? Definitely, yeah. I think this is very related to a conversation that we've already had when we were talking about getting out of a an abusive relationship, and we were talking about. Um, well, I know I was talking about on a on the previous episode that not the previous episode, but one of the previous episodes that I was in, you know, emotionally and mentally abusive relationships before. And the common thread during all the, both, all of those um, was that I was very insecure and I didn't really love myself. I didn't value myself. I didn't trust my own um, instincts, my intuition, all of that. And I think it's a similar thing. I think the same insecurity that had me staying in terrible relationships with guys is the same insecurity that had me entering into so-called friendships Mm -hmm. with people that really were not my friends. And like you said at the beginning, were just out to take advantage of me when they could. Mm-hmm. And then when they didn't have any need for me, they literally had no need for me. I was useless. And so because of that insecurity and because of me not really truly loving myself, um, because I didn't know how, I didn't know that I didn't, first of all, and I didn't know how. So mm-hmm. I was just kind of a, a mess. I was also battling depression, which I didn't know when I was younger. I didn't know that, oh, that's what this is because I'd gone through a lot of, I'd gone through a good bit of trauma as a kid. Um, So I didn't know what was going on. And that certainly is off-putting to other kids. When (laughs) you're a kid and you're like depressed, they think you're mean or that you, they think you're stuck up or whatever. No, the reason I'm not talking is because I'm literally depressed. 
<laughs> depressed. I don't want to be at school. Like I don't, I don't want to be anywhere. So it's not, I'm not, I'm not looking at you like, oh, I'm too good to talk to you. I barely see you. I can't even see myself. I can barely see what's going on around me. Like I'm, I'm in a state of, of shock from trauma and I don't know how to process it because I'm a kid <laughs> and I don't have anyone to talk to. And I don't know that I need anyone to talk to. So you take that kind of stuff plus the insecurity and, and you put those things together and yeah, anybody that would come up and talk to me, then they would, you know, and they would take, you know, a few minutes to get to know me. I would talk back and they'd say, oh, everything's fine. And sometimes those things actually worked out. And those were friends that I would have through the rest of the year or the next few years. But there were times where it just really didn't work out. And I think, you know, maybe sometimes people look at you and they think, you've got, you know, this talent or this, this ability or just something that they can kind of access for their own gain. And so it makes it convenient for them to befriend you and pretend that it's a real relationship that you, that they have until they don't need you anymore. And so what I've noticed nowadays is um, the friends that I have now, I feel very, very comfortable with them. I know that I can trust them and that's because I have weeded out a bunch of people from my life. And I've weeded out those people. The more I have grown the care for myself, the more self-care that I've engaged in, the more dismantling of negative thought patterns that I have done, all of that in addition to recognizing what I truly have to offer the world, just as, you know, just as a person, just as a human being, and learning to trust my gut and know that my instincts can be correct and it's okay to trust them. And even if they aren't correct and I trust them, that's still okay because I'm also a human being and we don't always get it right. All of that stuff has made me definitely a, a much more, well, a, a secure person and a much more emotionally and mentally well person. And it's like what I was saying before in the episode about the relationships, when you are more, when you're healthy and you have a measure of wellness about you mentally and emotionally, there's just a lot of crap that you're not going to put up with. And there will be people that you just wouldn't even think to enter into any kind of contractual relationship with, because you can see them for what they are. You can see that they're trying to leech off of you they're like being emotional, they're emotional vampires or whatever. You can see that from a mile away because you've done a lot of work on yourself. And so you know what you want to attract and you know what kind of friend you want to have, you know what kind of friend you're capable of being and that you're going to be. And so you can see the people that, well, yeah, that's not going to match up. So you don't even enter into those kinds of relationships. So I think the answer is, Again, coming back to ourselves and and getting the healing and the clarity and the love that we really need. And honestly, the love that we need, it has to come from within. We've got to learn how to love ourselves. And then we end up having the kinds of friendships that we always wanted, the, the kinds of friendships that were that are nourishing to us. That we with people that we know that we can trust, they aren't going to throw us under the bus. They aren't going to back stab us in the back. They aren't going to be abusive in any any way, and they're going to be supportive. So I think that's really the, the main thing before we start looking for well, what kind of you know what kinds of people would we want to be in contact with? It's 
it's like, wait, what kind of person am I? What kind of person do I want to be? Can I get there? Can I, can I heal from all the stuff that, that is hurting me? Can I really fully once and for all get through that, sit with those things and process Mm -hmm. them and release them and, and, and do the forgiveness work that I need to do and really love myself? Those are, I think those are the questions we have to ask first. I agree. I think in everything that you just said, what I took from it was that we have to be happy, healthy, and whole in order to forge good friendships. And even in that, it's like you have to be the friend that you want to experience. Yes. You have to to be who you need. (laughs) Yes. You have to be the friend that you want to experience because when you're not that friend to yourself, then that's how you end up in toxic, toxic. Mm-hmm. How can I say that word? <laughs> but yeah, it's a, how you end up in unhealthy friendships. So you have yeah. to you, you have to be the friend that you want to experience. And so I think that we need to do more self-examination and find out what's going on with us internally. The reason why we continue to attract these type of friendships are the reason why we, we, we find, us, find ourselves in the unhealthy circles. So we need, we need mm-hmm. to do, do some self-evaluation to see what is it that keeps, uh, because I mean, you are what you attract. So what is going on in you that makes you feel like I need to be a part of this, of this friend circle, even though I can see that it's unhealthy, unhealthy for me. Right. So. Be the friend that, that that you want to experience. So that's that's it. To, that's it. You have to be the friend that that you want to experience. But I want to talk a little bit about when you need to start examining the the friend circles that you're in. And the first thing that that I that I usually take note to is when people are judging me. Yes. Like if, if you're judging me, if you're ju- I'm, I mean, like judging my parenting skills. If you're judging. Mm-hmm. Um, the career that I've chosen, if, if you're judging yep. my relationship with, you know, whomever, then I feel like your friendship to me is quite questionable. And so. Oh, yeah, that's a telltale sign. That's a right telltale there. sign. Like, stop painting the red flags green. That's a red flag. If somebody is constantly judging you, constantly questioning everything that you do, in more cases than not, that is not a healthy friendship. So you want to be careful about that. You want to be careful that you're not you're not the person judging, and you want to be careful that you are not involved with people that are constantly judging you and questioning your life choices because those are not real friends. Now I'm not saying that people won't won't say, "Hey, I think maybe you should try it this way," because re- real friends will tell you the truth. I think maybe you should right. try it this way, but there's a difference in making a suggestion and judging me for the choice oh, yeah. that I've made. There's a huge difference in that. So huge difference. You, you have to be, and I, I think that you know we need to you know show some com- compassion with people. Like you may not agree with every decision that they make, but show some compassion and just have a conversation and say, "Hey, I noticed that you did so and so and so and so. If you don't mind me suggesting as your friend." Have you ever considered this? And that's not judgment. That's saying, I recognize that you did it this way, but perhaps this way might work better. There's a right way to do it so it doesn't come off as as, oh, yeah. as judgment. Absolutely. Totally. I um and it's funny because you you know 
you can feel the difference. You mm-hmm. can totally feel the difference. Mm-hmm. When someone is coming from a place of uh, love and support and they they give you, like you said, a suggestion on maybe doing this differently or whatever, um, you can feel when it's coming from a place of love. Absolutely. And, and you Absolutely. can feel when it's when they're judging you because judgment and condemnation go hand in hand a lot of hand times. in hand yes and you can feel the you get this vibe like okay if i don't take their advice that's when the condemnation's going to come in and it's like they might not scold me verbally or something but there's definitely going to be a kind of you know wow there's going to be this whole oh i can i can sense them looking down their nose at me kind of thing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you you can feel it. You can totally mm-hmm. feel it. There's there's energy behind that stuff. There's energy behind really truly loving someone and wanting the best for them and supporting them no matter what. And then there's also energy behind feeling like you are superior to someone mm-hmm. and you you have you can lord something over them and you can tell them what to do and if they do it great you feel wonderful because you're so superior and even if they don't do what you tell them to do you still feel great because you always thought you were better than them anyway you, there's an energy behind that mm-hmm, and you absolutely. can totally feel it so mm-hmm. yeah um when you see people like that and if they haven't done it to you chances are they've done it to other people and they will talk to you mm-hmm. about the other people that and that's when you need to run in the opposite direction. about the other people exactly if they're that's gossiping go. about other people, they're probably gossiping about you too. So that's when you got to right. run in the other direction. You got to run in it. <laughs> Girl, I'm talking about Because you're better off alone. Like seriously, I know, I mean, I'm an introvert I'm, and I'm used to being a loner and I'm used to being alone, but I am not kidding when I say it's much better just not having friends and having friends that are like that. Absolutely. Because I've had friends that are like that yeah. and it's a drag. I'd rather just be alone. <laughs> exactly. And you got you got you have to make you have to love yourself enough to make that decision. I'd rather be yes, alone than to be in the company of these people that dampen my spirit. These people who are constantly gossiping and judging other people. Because, like I say, if they're doing it to other people, that they are doing it to, to you. That that speaks to their character. Mm-hmm. Yes, they are doing the same thing to you. As soon as you turn your back, they're doing the same thing to you. So don't be the person that's judgy, and don't allow yourself to be judged by people. Those yeah, I'm, yeah. What, I'm so glad you said that too, you because to. I thought about, you know, we, we, we think about that phrase, especially nowadays. I think about it a lot, like judge not lest ye be judged. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's like a real, mm-hmm. that's a real thing. Exactly. There are like real reasons why, because I mean, I grew up and, and have gone through the majority of my adult life up to this point, just feeling like, Hey, yeah, I don't want to do it because, hey, that means I, you know, I'll be judged. But you don't really think about it. You don't think about what that's really doing until you stop and reflect on the kinds of relationships that you've had and how awful it feels to sit there with someone and listen to them air out someone else's dirty laundry that mm-hmm. they probably trusted that person with and right. they don't know that they can't trust them. And then knowing that, oh my gosh, if this is what they're doing to this other person, this is exactly how they're talking about it's me. Exactly. It's and so it's like, and it's nothing but judgment. It's full mm-hmm. on judgment and it feels horrible. It and then you're like, hey, wait, yeah, I would hate 
to do this to someone else. So that like, that's one of the many reasons why it's like, Hey, don't go around judging people. Absolutely. Do don't do not that. judge don't other do folks. Just don't do it. Just don't do it. It's not a good look. Can we it's not? It's not. It is not a good look. It is not, not cute at all. At all. At all. And so you, I don't judge. So you don't be judged. <laughs> Mm-hmm. End of story. Just don't do it. So a couple other things that I, that I wanted to touch on before we get ready to get out of here is when we're in these groups, we oftentimes get our feelings hurt, you know. So communication, like if somebody hurts your, hurts your feelings, say that. And if you know somebody, you, you've hurt somebody's feelings, don't, don't be too proud to go back and say, hey, I didn't mean it the way it sounded. Here's what I meant. I think good, solid friendships slash relationships are built on effective communication yes tell, just tell somebody you hurt my feelings and then you don't have to be walking around wondering oh did she mean that if, if she hurts your feelings say hey I don't know if you meant it this way but listen this is kind of how I took it can we just kind of have a conversation about it and boom that's over with right, right. and then there's no division in that friendship you you gotta be able to be able to talk about it and stop excluding people from stuff because I'm still feeling some type of way about that. <laughs> and <laughs> rightly so, because what kind of third grade or sixth exactly. grade mess is that? Who does that? Like what grown woman does this? Yeah, like, if you don't exactly if you don't want me there, exactly. If you don't want me there, be adult enough to say, hey, we're going to this retreat. We don't think you should come for X, Y, Z reason. Boom. But you know, oh. Shirley, most people would not even, would not dream of doing something like that. And you know why? It's because no, very few people really ever want to go deep. People really want to stay on the surface. When you have those kinds of conversations, you have to get below the surface. You're always going to get below the surface. And it's only when you get below the surface that you can really be fully transparent and honest Mm -hmm. with someone. Mm -hmm. And that's when you would say, hey, you know what? I know you don't realize, but you said something to me back and it just had me feeling some type of way. And I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm not really over it yet. And so I'm going with my friends to, with our friends to such and such and such and such. I don't think you should come because I, I just still feel that this tension and I'm letting you know the whole, oh, I'm still mad. That's that's on me, but I still need to work through it. So maybe we don't need to spend the weekend together. There you go. That's what will happen when you go deep and exactly. you've been in a habit of going deep with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the effective communication. But we are so accustomed to surface level friendships. We don't want to be yeah. honest with each other. We don't want to be transparent with each other. We don't want to be vulnerable enough to say, hey, you hurt my feelings. And so all that stuff Absolutely is not. to fester. And fester. We can't be vulnerable with the people that we're closest to, like our own families. Why would we do that with friends? Absolutely. You are absolutely right. We got to do better, y'all. We got to do better. Yes, we really do. And then again, just to circle back, part of being able to even do something like that is to be honest with ourselves. All of the, just having the self-awareness and and reflection. I'm not talking about navel gazing. I'm not talking about some kind of like narcissistic way of just looking at ourselves all the time, but really just being honest about... Mm -hmm our our actions, the times when we mess up, the things that we're holding on to that we shouldn't be holding on to, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We've got to be able to really be honest with ourselves to even deal with any of that stuff and heal from it. 
And once we're able to be honest with ourselves, we can be honest with people that are closer to closest to us. And then if we can do that, we can be honest with anybody. And 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 there's so much, what's the word I'm looking for? So much growth and and peace that you can find in being number one, being honest with yourself and then being able to be honest, brutally honest. It may hurt you to be honest with this person in in the beginning, but in the long run is is going to pay off, you know, because then you you don't ruin the friendship because you were afraid to say how you were actually feeling. Right. Let's tell the truth about it, because what will happen when you're not. When you're not honest with yourself, when you're not having the necessary conversation, that's when all that gossiping comes about. Because then what happens? You go to somebody else and say, you know what? So-and-so and so-and-so did this to me. And then I felt this way. And then that person goes to somebody and and tells somebody. And then it just creates this huge divide. And before you know it, everybody is judging, gossiping, competing. Look, don't Mm -hmm. compete. We can all eat. We ain't got to compete. Yeah, that's right. Not have to compete with each other. And then you got people being left out of stuff all because we are not being honest with ourselves. Because I feel like communicating, if, yeah. if these people had come to me and say, hey, you said this, you did this. And, and you know, we feel like we're going to take this trip. And if they had come to me like that, Natty, I, I probably would have felt a little, I would have still been hurt. But oh, yeah, you're definitely going to still be hurt. I would have been able to, to handle it, yeah. you know, a little better. So we... You don't have those questions lingering about what did I do? This happened like maybe two and a half years ago. And I still question like, what happened? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, like what, what happened? Like, why do they not want to be my friend anymore? Right. (laughs) Yeah. Those, those things are constantly lingering. But if we want to, if we want to build solid friendships, we, number one, we got to be honest. Number two, Mm -hmm. don't judge people. Number three, accept people for who they are. Accept them for who they are. If you don't like it, you don't have to be a part of it. But don't stand in a corner gossiping. There's this little meme floating around on social media that says you meet people where they are, and sometimes you have to leave them there. So mm-hmm. <laughs> you yeah. accept you some you yeah. accept them as they are, but then sometimes you have to leave. But that does not give you cause to gossip and judge and all that. If the friendship is not Absolutely. for you, then it's just simply not for you. Let it go. That's right. And That's right. I, you know, and then uh, like all this competition and stuff, like like I was talking about the Nicki Minaj and Cardi B situation. I think that that all of that stuff can be avoided. Like Nicki and Cardi, I feel like if they would have did a partnership or a collaboration together, see, for girl, you know, like if, if they if they hadn't been if they hadn't been beefing, and I honestly think all this beef was fueled by outside things, out you know, all these people kind of. Mm-hmm. stoking this fire because they wanted there to be this drama mm-hmm. but it's like you don't understand how much stronger these people are if they join forces we you are know, stronger together. we can't be how come we can't band together and join together and be stronger mm-hmm. i don't understand why that's not desirable but man it, i guess it really just isn't desirable but yeah some kind of collab with the two yeah. of them would have been fire <laughs> that's what i'm saying it would have been fire instead of competing collaborate and partner up together, do some amazing things. Even if there's somebody in your circle of friends that you see she's doing this, she's doing this amazing work. Don't get in a corner somewhere and talk about, oh, this is not going to work. Walk up to that girl and say, look, I see what you're doing. It is so amazing. I want, I need to be a part of this and see how you can be a part of it. We, like I said, we don't, we can all eat. 
We can all eat and we can all rise together. And we can all rise together. We are stronger together. Black yeah. women, we are a force to be reckoned man, oh man. individually. Now imagine the things that we could do and instead of all this cattiness and gossiping and mm-hmm. judgment. Imagine all the things that we could do if we actually pulled together and supported each other together and support each all other. Yeah. the time. That kind of unity would 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 change the world. And mean, hey, we all think the same because we don't. But it goes back to being able to communicate. We share our different perspectives with each other and protect and support each other. Mm-hmm. And so stuff still gets done and we still all rise together. We don't have to be a bunch of clones of each other. Mm-hmm. And then we celebrate each other. When we rise together, yeah. we celebrate each other. That's what we totally. do. Totally. And that's why, I mean, that's definitely the wave I'm on when I see all of what all of these young people are doing, like these different, you know, because I, uh, all of the different, like Cardi B and uh, and Megan and Lizzo and, you know, and I'm a big Janelle Monet fan and Solange, all of these, it's mm-hmm. like every time they do something and they win, Rihanna, all of them, I'm like rejoicing because mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, I want to see, I want to see you win. Winning. Exactly. I want to see you win. Absolutely. I totally agree. I want to see you win. Like, and I don't know you. And I'm not saying if I knew you, we would even be, we would even mesh well together. I mean, maybe we would, we wouldn't. That's not even the point. The point is no matter what, I want to see you win. I want to see you win. Yes, girl. Me and Natty want to see y'all win. Yeah. We want I want to send me. I want to see me win too. I want to see like, me win. I want all of us to win. I want to see me win. I want to see Natty win. I want to see my kids yeah. win. I want to see everybody win. Because we got, we, have got win. To win. we can all win. It don't have to be over. I ain't trying to. I ain't trying to hold a bunch of L's. I really not. <laughs> girl. Ain't that the truth? We can all win. Some so, L's. That's an inevitable because it's life. But yeah, it's like, yeah. That, but no. yeah. At the end of the day, we all want to win, and we can all win if we lift each other up. If we support each other, mm-hmm. we celebrate each other. Now yeah, that we can definitely all win, win a lot bigger exactly. and a lot faster. Yeah. We, we really can. And I know, we, like, deep down inside, I know that we all long for sisterhood and friendship. Yeah, we know? do. We, I mean, like, I, it's human nature. People need people. And so we long for that. But in order for us to have it, we have to be willing to grow together, to sow together, you know, mm-hmm. sow, like, sow a seed, <laughs> grow together, sow yes. together. Oh, no, I got you. I got you. <laughs> We have to be willing to do that. And so mm-hmm. let's get get into the habit of celebrating each other and not competing. Like, come on, y'all. We got to be. We got to be. And there's we, really enough. There's enough for everyone. There's enough, enough for every one of us one. to go to have, get to a point where we're none of us is going without. You know what I mean? We're not, we're not going to go without. So in closing, because <laughs> we're going to get ready. <laughs> in closing, y'all, let's just let's just build each other up. If you see a sister doing something amazing, cheer her on, celebrate her, ask her how you can be a part of what she's doing. How can I support you in what you're doing? And that's not to say you come in and take the glory, but how can I support you in what you're doing? And be willing to be real, authentic, and vulnerable so that we can build good, solid, lifelong friendships and sisterhood. And when we do that, 
we are going to change the world. Let me tell y'all, Black women are out here doing all the things. I mean, it's like, girl, (laughs) this is what I say. Black people are trending right now, but Black women are women. Do you hear me? Yes. Do you hear me? (laughs) Black people are trending, but Black women are winning. And just imagine the things that we we could do, the lives that we could change, mm-hmm. the impact that we could make if we all came together and really formed a true sisterhood. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It seems like we're always some sort of trend, you know, mm-hmm. at least for a hot minute. But the difference in 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 that and really being the the just the 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 salt of the earth that we're supposed to be mm. is us not allowing division, not allowing like all the, everything that you said, the strife and the competition and the mm-hmm. jealousy. It's like we can, if we can get to that point where we really do rejoice in seeing each other win, I feel like that's that kind of energy can spill over into the, everyone else, mm-hmm. everyone else. And then everything gets better because everyone rises, not just us, everyone, everyone rises. And that's what we, that's what we want. Definitely. I understand that there are forces and there are people that do not want everyone to rise, which is ridiculous. And and that's just the way it's always been. But that's, that's the enemy's work. Like we're supposed to be out here doing God's work. So God's work is we work to all rise. We are to all rise. See, Nat about to preach y'all. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Just... <laughs> <laughs> but that's a good word, like for real. That'll preach, like for real. That's that's a good word. We 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 got to we got to do better. Okay, I think Daddy and I have already given our closing remarks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the doors of the church are open. <laughs> It's hilarious because my, my granddaddy was a preacher and like uh, several of my great uncles were like deacons and stuff. So it's, it's just mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I think just, I have probably about three or four uncles, uncles that are ministers. So yeah, girl, I know all about the doors of the church and all that good stuff. But it's anyway, in our bloodline. Like, yes, we're it, not, we can't, we couldn't get away from that if we wanted we to. Could not. No <laughs> we could not. Anyway, we're going to get ready to get out of here. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I thoroughly enjoyed Natty, did you enjoy this conversation, girl? I really did. I really did. It was awesome. We're going to get out of here. And again, thank you guys for tuning in. Like we always say, follow us on all social media platforms. I always say platforms. Why do I do that? On all social social media platforms. Shades of Strong across the board. And the website is shadesofstrong.com. We would love to hear from you guys. All right. We out of here.